after a long period of underperformance, are emerging markets due for a comeback? This is The Markets. Hi, I'm Sam Grobart. Today, I'm joined by Cesar Maazri, who leads the Emerging Markets Cross-Asset Strategy Team in Goldman Sachs Research. Cesar, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. There's a widespread perception that emerging markets are now cheap, particularly relative to U.S. equities. Do you think valuations for EM equities are attractive right now? I would say EMs are optically cheap and perhaps cheap for a reason. So it's true that people are uninvested and the EMs are unloved. But if you think back 10 years ago, we used to call EMs the growth markets. And I haven't heard that phrase so recently because the growth has actually slowed considerably. And just as you pay a lower multiple for a slow growth stock and a high multiple for a high growth stock, I think that derating is fairly fair. You talk about that sort of slowing of growth. Some people have referred to this as a lost decade for emerging markets. But I know you think that this characterization, while factually true, is misleading. Why? Yeah, I think it's quite punitive. Look, again, as you said, it's factually true. The MSCIEM equity index has basically gone nowhere for 10 years. But you flip it on its head and say, let's look outside the U.S. at other international markets. If I take the DMXUSA markets, which are developed markets, just not U.S., Europe, Japan, Canada, Australia, if you take that index, At today's level, you're back to the ending point of 2006. So that would be a lost 17 years. 17 years. So the point there is that, yes, it's true, EM has gone nowhere, but frankly, global equities everywhere have basically done nothing in price performance terms over that time. So it's probably not something just about EM. To what extent is this emerging market story really just a China story? Or let me put it another way. Can emerging markets rally without China? China is not just the elephant in the room. It's the behemoth in the room. I mean, that's 10 elephants. That's true. Sort of factually or quantitatively true. China is the second largest economy in the world, and it's one third of the EM equity index. Yes, it's very difficult for EM to rally without China. But again, if you sift through the leaves, you look under the surface, EM X China, for example, this year is up 8% whereas China itself is down 10. So by definition, yes, you can have parts of EM do very well. So let me ask you a little bit more about that. Are there specific emerging markets you're more bullish on now? Structurally, absolutely. India and Mexico, that's a fairly consensus view. Strong demographic, strong domestic growth, perhaps benefiting from certain geopolitical developments. But that's a long-term story, and they're actually fairly well-priced. I'd say actually over the short term, Korea looks tactically interesting, not just from a valuation perspective, but with our soft landing call on the U.S., it looks well-poised to benefit from that theme. What is Korea's status as an emerging market? I know that that's been a subject of some conversation as to whether or not they would be moving into the developed market category. That is a topic of hot debate. They were not included in the to-add list this year. And actually, very recently, just this past weekend, they banned short selling on the local exchange, which might add another hurdle to that DM inclusion. So as of today, they are included in the EM index. Got it. What does this higher for longer interest rate cycle meaning for EM equities? I think with any equity investor, higher for longer means, you know, it's a higher competitive rate that you get in the risk-free world versus equity. So for anyone looking at EM, it's the same story, that higher for longer, again, that's a bit of a, a hurdle. I think the nuance with EM is that EM central banks actually hiked rates well ahead of the Fed this cycle. So EM has been dealing with higher interest rates for a longer period of time. There's been a bigger adjustment. And again, if you adopt your strategy 101 hat on looking at equities, you tend to think more about the direction of interest rates rather than just the level. And given our forecast looking into next year, we're fairly confident the Fed's not going to hike anymore, and we're probably at the peak level of rates, so you actually might get some accommodation from here. Caesar, about a year ago, you predicted that emerging markets would continue to underperform developed markets. That 
turned out to be a very good call, by the way. Now, a lot has happened over the past year. Have you gotten more or less optimistic about emerging markets in that time? Yeah, looking ahead, I think we're getting through this rate adjustment, as we just mentioned, and that certainly has been a hurdle for EM, as well as the disappointments on the Chinese economic front. So from an absolute sense, yes, I think the returns in EM equities will be better next year than they were this year. Maybe that's a bit of a straw man argument because you're basically flat on the year this year. So as long as you go up any amount, that would be better. But I still think it's a fairly high hurdle to compete against U.S. assets, the S&P in particular, again, given our fairly rosy outlook for the U.S. economy. Last question, what's going to be on your radar for next week? Yeah, if you look very approximately, rates are in the driver's seat of global markets, and we've actually had a little bit of rate relief over the past couple of weeks. From an EM perspective, you always worry that if the U.S. does too well, you get higher rates and perhaps a stronger dollar and EM suffers from that. But if things calm down too much in the U.S., you worry about recession risk, to use that word, and EM is high baited to the downside. So because we've had this rate relief, I'd be very curious if you can get more rate relief without the R word coming back up. That's the dynamic I'd pay attention to short term. Caesar. Thank you. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. That does it for another episode of The Markets. Be sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Sam Grobart. Thanks so much for listening. The opinions and views expressed in this program are not necessarily the opinions of Goldman Sachs or its affiliates. This program should not be copied or published without the express written consent of Goldman Sachs. Each brand mentioned in this program is the property of the company to which it relates and is not used to imply any ownership or license rights. Goldman Sachs is not providing any financial, economic, legal, investment, accounting, or tax advice through this program. Neither Goldman Sachs nor any of its affiliates make any representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of any information contained in this program. Our theme was composed by Soundboard.